He's so good. No, good. He's big. I am starting the podcast while everybody is chewing and having a good time. <laughs> Listeners, welcome to In the Spray Room, this podcast of Sold Magazine, where we go in depth with our favorite artists working in and around the scene today. Today we are joined by two of our contributors. Very happy to have Claudia Reyes with us. Say hi, Claudia. Hello, everyone. Nice now, to be here. Have you sat in with us before? I don't remember. Oh, of course, Forgive at me. the Moniker Art Moniker. Fair. We had, there. I can't even imagine, we had some beasts at Moniker. So true. Do you remember when Findak said he doesn't even care where his next project is coming from? No, I don't remember. That was nuts to me. I, <laughs> I never worked with an artist or saw an artist or interviewed somebody that said, yeah, you can't, you can't get on my list. I'm not available. I'm like, I don't understand. That's not business. That How do you pay things? And uh, it was very interesting. Also joined with us is Joanna Pan, the, uh, the, call it the curator of today's podcast and several interesting projects that we have uh, been fortunate enough to cover this year. Thank you very much, Joanna. How are you today? Thank you. Really good. Now, you let's get into it a little bit straight with Joanna because Joanna has kind of been all up in it as not just a super fan, not just a sold contributor, but someone who really cared and dug a little deeper. And I think that's why our guests allowed her a little bit of coverage into what they were working on. We'll talk about our guests in a second. Uh, Hint, hint, we have guests today. Yes. Yes. Um, But before we do it, as you know, we get into a little bit of current events. I usually don't read the intro, but I'm doing it today, so I'm going to pass it to myself. Big Ronnie, how are you? I'm good, pimp. What's up? (laughs) So why don't you tell us what's going on? You got it, champ. So couple of two events I want to talk about coming up. One is our homie Jay Shells. What's up, Jay? Yeah. New show coming up called High Contrast at the new location for 212 Arts. It's going to be on October 18th. Some of the homies like TMO and Mears and Mishab and Jenna Morello, uh, they're going to be throwing up in there, and we can't wait to go see them. We're definitely going to go and support that. Uh, congratulations to 212 Arch for the new space, new owners doing what they're doing. Second event we're going to talk about is the Smile event put on by Ski, November 15th at 23 Warren. It's going to be benefiting some kids who need dental insurance and work and things like that, putting prettier smiles on New Yorkers. How do you feel about that, Joanna? I feel great about it. Everybody needs a pretty smile. Well, everybody should have. Needs. I've, so, I've, seen, I've smiled to some guys with no teeth. <laughs> so I guess it all depends. Mm. But uh, that's the second event. And in that event, yeah, we're going to have some of the homies like Ruben and Mears and Zimad. Zimad, you are murdering it with those double stickers. What do you think? You're just going to keep making them and selling them for 20 bucks a pop for life? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll buy a couple. That makes sense to me. He did one the other day. It was a little guy sitting on top of each letter. I'm like, how do you keep coming up with every single one? is going to be different. It's nuts. Drip. It's drip. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's get into it with our guest today. Uh for you sold listeners and readers, you've seen uh, our coverage of the Museum of Street Art event uh, today, We oh, opening event at uh, a beautiful location. What is the name of the hotel? Please forgive me. A Citizen M. Bowery. Citizen M. Bowery. We 189 had, Bowery. Thank you, Joanna. That is why we have such great, great contributors. They have all the facts. Claudia, give me a fact. Um... 
Jeez. It's Sunday. Yeah, it is a fact. So today we have uh, Mears and Marie from Five Points Creates with us, uh, the curators of the Museum of Street Art, uh, the former curators of Five Points, and the people who run just some cool events that are going around and trying to keep things real today. So Mears and Marie, hello. Hello. What's good, people? Thank you very much for coming in today. We appreciate you dealing with the Bay Ridge traffic and everything that took to get us here today. Yeah, we were at the wrong address because Mears rode the wrong address. Oh, did you go to Bay Ridge Ridge, uh, Avenue? yes. I Mm. basically disturbed an older woman, and she opened the door in her PJs and was not very happy. Yeah, she's been accepting my packages reluctantly and holding (laughs) them for years. (laughs) She's willing to be on your podcast. Well, I think she has a lot to say. Stella, (laughs) let's uh, let's have her in because she absolutely is a remnant and a uh, a side subculture of Sold Magazine having to deal. She might have some stuff in our house of ours. (laughs) If I ever felt that I didn't get a Christmas card from someone, I'd blame it on her. Mm. You should. I'm sure she's keeping the good stuff. (laughs) So when we were at the Museum of Street Art opening, we were lucky enough to speak with some of the artists there. We sat down with um, CF. CTF. CTF. Cortez. Uh, Nikolai Khan. Nikolai Khan. Daniel Mastrian. Now, we spelled Nikolai's name mostly right when we did our our publishing it was difficult because i think we typed it eight or nine times and we typed it right seven or eight times so nikolai i know you're listening hello brother i'm sorry we'll try to spell it correctly in the in the in the future nikolai just go back to twin or think it's so much easier or change your name twin or think okay so sold listeners uh i'd like a little quick poll Everybody respond to the podcast. Should Nikolai Khan just change his name to make it a little easier on our publishing? <laughs> go back to his route. Tween or think. It's there fine. you go. Now, okay. So let, let's take a little bit of a step back. Now, we, we published a article about the Museum of Street Art that uh, Joanna basically laid up and blessed and made everything possible because of. Now, we got a couple of things wrong, Marie. That's what we hear. One of the things we're here to correct. Well, you didn't get anything wrong. Some of the contributing artists got stuff wrong, but it's oh, good. okay. Joanna never gets anything wrong. Oh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. the whole point. That was the whole point. <laughs> Joanna got everything right, and then after a few drinks, some artists like forget facts. So <laughs> you know, we we can adjust that now. So let's uh, let's talk about the concept when it came to be, because it was mm. intentionally kept. Quiet. Secret. Now, I love that, but I hate that. Of course you do. Yes. Because you want to be in the know on everything, Big Ronnie. No, it's because I can keep a secret. It's different. If you tell me what's going on, I'm like, hmm, how can I help? And I would show up with a J or a six-pack of Sprite or something. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. Me- the media no, is true. your friend, guys. True. true. Now, I appreciate you keeping it secret, but why don't you tell us what led up to that? Well, one of the main reasons why it was secret is from inception concept and first meeting to us actually painting, we were in a full blast construction site, which was under New York City Building Department guidelines, mm-hmm. which involve certificate of insurance, OSHA card requirements. Sure. So it was, and even with trying to anticipate everything that was asked of us, 
uh, a, a big thing when you're dealing for any artist listening, any wannabe curator, um, a big thing is your client may be hiring you, but mm-hmm. they may not own the property nor the land until an opening and a transfer of deed. Oh. So we were working for Citizen M, working on Mosa Bowery, mm-hmm. but we're subjected to all the rules of the contractor, whom I'm not going to name because mm-hmm. I don't like to advertise contractors. Um, so there was a lot of guidelines and security issue. Uh, and also, I personally and and under my company had to provide a $5 million certificate of insurance for every artist uh, to be able to work there safely yeah. and also to be covered in case of anything happening. God mm-hmm. forbid, right. God forbid. So I would love, I would have loved to have you there, but God forbid, since we had most of the time no elevator, you stumble up the stairs with your wonderful six-pack or 12-pack that you were bringing in, uh, <laughs> I would have been liable for you basing in Corona, uh, probably covered in, you know, wonderful aromatic substance. Uh, <laughs> and that could have shut down the entire site. And that's why we would have even, you know, we have a great relationship with Joanna and she's such a good photographer. I would have loved nothing more than having her come and even do some of the in action, making off shots. It just, I couldn't because every time I tried to add a name, and so on top of it, depending on the on the amount of people you have, for pretty much for two artists working, you need to have one OSHA certificate. Big shout out to Mirrors One, who's OSHA certified. Shout out to L Street Art, badass, who is certified in New York, in Australia, in Germany, you name it. Melbourne, she can write <laughs> Melbourne. She can. Well, she's yeah, certified. Damien Mitchell, you know, some wow. of the artists have all these certifications, CTF, uh, but I needed to also prove that I had enough certified artists, sure. uh, yeah. which is also why at the beginning we didn't have elevator access till I could prove that we could mm-hmm. operate safely the elevators. So that's why nobody could like come and party. Fine. Are you okay with it? Yeah. Are you getting over it? Fine. You forgive me? Yes. Okay. You could come party now. Thank you. The opening was wonderful. Thank you very much for your hospitality. Thank you very much to Citizen M. That was some party. Cool. Now, now leading up to the party, leading up to the unveiling, leading up to the opening, what were some of the things that, you know, talk to some up and coming curators. What were some of the things that like still weren't done? Like last minute stuff that you were scrambling with. Oh my God. There were so much. I mean, one of the main thing is, I don't know if you remember, but when you exit the exhibit, I really wanted something interactive because I really feel the spirit of five points was that you could come and look at a mural Mm -hmm. and shoot a quick video. You could break dance in loading dock. You could. So I, I kind of wanted people to be able to write on the wall at the end of the exhibit, right? While maintaining uh, the safety of the mural and all the beautiful work Mm -hmm. uh, created by artists. So pretty much in August, I said, the last staircase, we need to just do a chalk paint wall. Like, let's have a wall, a guest wall Mm -hmm. instead of a guest book. And everybody agreed. And, you know, when you're dealing with management is in Amsterdam and operation is in New York, Mm -hmm. management says yes. And operation is like, "Uh, yeah, we don't have time. We don't know. Um, And pretty much I kind of like rang the bell and sent a desperate text to Amsterdam. And I'm like, we need that wall done for the opening or it's going to make no sense. It's going to be so much fun. 
and it was finished and dried at 3 p.m. the night of the opening. I mean, wow. Erika, you showed up at 4. Um, and Mears was literally spraying his light bulb saying, tell us what you think. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Musa says, we want to hear from you, literally. And the chalk were for the wall, because I didn't know if I was going to get the wall, were delivered. Shout out to Gray Matter, who's been on your podcast before. I texted Gray Matter, who works Midtown, very close to an art supply store, yeah. and was like, can you please pick up some chalk for me? And as Erica arrives, the chalk was delivered, and that will happen. Is that the beatboxer? Yes, Gray Matter? Okay. Oh, yeah. he's amazing. No, we loved him. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. He's, yeah. he's actually coming to dinner tonight at our house. He just oh, come back from cool. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner? <laughs> yes. Dinner. You guys can all come, actually, after we're done with the podcast. I'm making lasagna. Yeah. Everyone, oh, even on yeah. the, in the yeah. audience. Yeah. No, actually, no. <laughs> in the audience. So when I met you outside of the opening, a little bit before I came early also, we were talking about something that was going on that just got completed. Right. Do you remember what you, you the made vases. me... No. Do you remember what you made me jump in the air about when you brought it up? No. I jumped like a little girl? No. That Damian Mitchell was painting me in oh, a mural. Oh, you, of course. Well, You brought it up to me before yeah. and you made me jump like a little girl. And I was so good too because I had known because you were teasing everybody about something happening and mm. nobody knew where it was and who painted it. Luckily, Damian and Jess are like our very good friends and we knew about it, but we're good about keeping secret. Clearly. And secrets are good, right? Yes. So the mural just got finished this week. I'm it's so gorgeous. It's Thank you very so much, Mitchell. Thank you very much to the gallery, Greenpoint Gallery. Thank you very much to John Neville and the uh, Centrifuge. Centrifuge Brooklyn whoop, whoop. Walls. Whoop whoop whoop. Love Thank you, you every yeah. for all the snacks and the giggle from more. Damian Mitchell. There's more to come. <laughs> yeah, no, the mural looks so, so good. good. I love that so blue light that's around your face. It had, I had yes. zero to do with it. He told me exactly what to do. He came over the house. He told me, stand like this, hold this, get a re- yellow rain slicker, and he created magic. And thank Damien, thank you very and much. And the lighthouse looks so good. Yeah. He was on my house, and we're talking about lighthouses because I'm from Brittany. I grew up on the ocean, <laughs> like the equivalent of Maine. <laughs> and we're looking at pictures and references of, uh, of lighthouses, and, and that's kind of how... You know, we found out the whole point of it, but I think it's awesome. You're mm-hmm. like, you're a mix of like Jacques Cartier, uh, kind of invader, right. bad pirate, whatever pirate, it is, yes. right? Arr. Arr. And my, and the Gordon's fisherman. Yeah, oh, there's my, a little my, bit of the Gordon's. My friends fisherman. that hated on it, and they're my good friends, but of mm. course they have to break my chops. They called me the Gordon's fisherman. They called me Chunk doing the truffle shuffle from Goonies. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Isn't that no. lovely, Mears? Isn't That's that lovely? That's yes, it is. Yes, I'm naming you guys. Uh, uh, JB and Xavier. Yes, you guys did that to me. Thank you very much. And now you're named on the podcast. So good for you. <laughs> well, you say to me next time, I'm the press, son. Well, <laughs> hate and love, at least yes. you caught their attention. Nah, it was all love. <laughs> and I appreciate matters. it. And thank you to Damien. And, the beard. You know, the beard. It's, it, awesome. you know, it, it's a testament to the, the artist that you selected for the project. And it, it was it was old school uh, uh, Five Points alum. But it was also family for you guys. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you know what came into selecting those artists? Well, oh, yeah, on so that one, I'm on that one. I'm solely to blame. Um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of, the whole process was reverse curation. I wrote the story before mm-hmm. I even selected the artist. Uh, so the whole 
every floor and every theme was approved by the board. And then I did the art, artist lineup. And the reason why I was able to do this is because every single person in the staircase I've seen painting, not once, not twice, but many times. Sure. Um, and I kind of, we agreed with Citizen M that they had to be relevant in one way or another with a story of five points. Mm-hmm. So you have heavy contributor, ZMAD, CTF, Topaz, Two Fly, Lady Pink. Um, and then you have L Street Art, who did her first legal piece ever on the rooftop of Five Points. Wow. You know, hiding. We put her on the rooftop because at the time you still, it was right before the Martha Cooper show. She was still running around wearing wigs uh, and not showing her face. Damien Mitchell, who did his first ever freehand style piece at Five Points in 2011 yeah. on his way to Australia from Prague. So kind of like giving away his security blanket of stencil and doing this giant rhino on Davis Street, which he hated. I remember that rhino. And then got to Australia and kept on doing stencil. Um, So that's kind of how it came about. And of course, you know, I don't want to leave out our our kind of baby younger artist, Souls New York, who really started looking and understanding what legal work could be. Uh, at five points and fe- feeling like shy but yet comfortable enough to to make mistakes at five points, uh, so that's kind of how it came about, pretty much. I think. Now, Joanna, let's. Uh, I'm, I see you with your copious notes. I'm sure you. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you I, are they're my security blanket, but I usually don't use them. <laughs> you are, without question, our most prepared contributor, and thank you for that. Do you, do you have a, a line of questioning? For these two, or is it one good question? I don't know if I have a line, have a but I have, a, I have questions that are floating around. Throw one out. Drip. Um, Drip. <laughs> <laughs> so so your, uh, your first contact with Robin Shadda, that was yes. around fall of 2016, Correct. right? In Times and Square. How, yeah. how did that happen? He was following, I heard that he was following the story of Five Points. The entire case. The entire case from Amsterdam. Yep. And As he, many people did in Europe, yes. That's wonderful. And then he, so he reached out to you. He emailed. Uh, uh-huh. and, and then where did it go Well, from you there? can imagine our face. Like, we get an email saying a uh, mm-hmm. real estate entity and a hotel chain um, wants to have a meeting uh, about possibly bringing back the spirit of five points. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm usually the one who handles that type of email and I do my homework and research. And sure. the first thing I did was look up, of course, Citizen M and their website and their existing property in Europe. The first thing I saw is like they have one of the biggest art collection, contemporary art collection in Europe. Uh, and most of the pieces they own are either on display in hotels mm-hmm. or in their headquarters in Amsterdam, accessible to the public. We're talking original Andy Warhol. We're talking... Um, so I was like, okay. And I said to Mears, hey, we should go to this meeting. And Mears, of course, is like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> My hopes are not up. Right, Mears? Yes. And when I told him we had to go to Times Square, what did you say? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we show up at the meeting, and, and there is a bunch of heads. So there is Robin Chada, who's mm-hmm. the chief marketing officer, obviously, and some of, I guess, the operation guys that are already based in New York mm-hmm. and are working on the logistic of building this modular tower, etc. And early on the meeting, they 
expressed an idea which was regarding an outdoor wall. Yeah. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was a bad idea. It was maybe an uneducated idea. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas they were kind of thinking of doing this throwy tag wall in a courtyard. And I saw kind of reminiscing on the 80s and early sure. years of Barry. And right away I saw, I mean, we're obviously on a podcast, so you cannot see mirrors, but Mir's body language went from somewhat open to totally closed. He crossed his arms, just wow. like laid mm-hmm. his all away in the back of his chair um, and stopped talking. Oh. And usually you would expect, so which to me translates so into you know. no fucking yeah. way we're yeah. not doing this. Um, and with like corporation and people with budget and, and mm-hmm. money and a brand, uh, they usually don't take no really well as an answer. And what was amazing about Citizen M is they were like, educate us. Why are you not liking this idea? See, I love that they did that. And Mears jumped yeah. on. And do you want to talk on that and talk about why you didn't want to do a wall of throwies and tags from the 80s? It's just, it was cliche, it was what you expect. Um, and, you know, I, I, we like to think, out, we like to, if people are going to come see something, to be kind of blown away and surprised and and come a different direction so um it, it got as as time went on it got more fine-tuned and we were able to meet a common ground yeah and they were i mean they were really open to us saying no but then we're they literally looked at each other and we're like yo are they turning us down and we're like well in this perspective yes mm-hmm. we are and so they opened their laptop and showed us the entire blueprint of the tower part. and yeah. said what do you want yeah that's excellent and I said, I want the staircase. I really want the staircase because staircase were magical at five points. That's where you would go hide when people were annoying you. That's where you had very precious pieces that most people didn't see. Sure. That's also where, in some ways, the artist had to work harder, walk up uh, or walk down. And it was kind of this little, like, precious... Hideaway. Yeah, secret collection. Yeah, so but you were tucked away. Whole- blueprint of the whole yeah, hotel they showed us everything and you wanted i think that's great yeah that's great you also have to be creative with your your mm. you know layout and idea making mm-hmm. especially in this stairwell certain levels are a little open more open some are are tighter like my level mm. is a little more tighter and um you know it, it makes you think outside the box yeah and i think it says a lot about robin chatta as a leader that you know, he, he's the one with all the money. He he could very well propose something. Oh, you don't like it? Fine, I'll take it somewhere else. Of but course. instead, he was like, educate me. I'm going to, here's my whole, here's the schematic. Pick anything you want. Exactly. I just love that about yeah. him. And, and, true, yeah. Yeah. and partnership. Yeah. And trust me, people would have taken that project. Mm-hmm. And once Mears explained to him, he was like, I am not about to do people's hand styles that have passed away. I'm not about to recreate what yes now it looks cool and yes now it's at auction but early 80s in a bowery lower east side a wall a lot of things happened in front of a wall that was like totally destroyed Mm -hmm. and of course there is love and respect for that era but bringing it back in 2018 uh in front of a hotel makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. It actually could be damaging to the perception of the community of what your intent are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were open. And, and they took it. And then, so yeah, we picked the staircase and, and started working from there. That's great. 
it, and it sounds like they were so the, the mood that he said was one of just he was just just so generous of spirit like everybody um there was no concern about pay everybody got paid on time he gave you the huge outside wall the the vases total creative control right yes absolutely i mean that's very that's incredible but yeah. then again my my background is in business mm-hmm. so i contracted everything with citizen m and hired all of the artists and issued all of the contract but was very um from, you know, a lot of corporation or 30, 60, 90 days payment. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, these are all freelance artists that are traveling all over the world. Uh, so we just we just need to try to, to be cool. Like, yeah. you know, expenses need to be upfront or right after the job is completed, mm-hmm. deposit, full payment. Um, and there was no problem. But, you know, you're dealing with a European brand. Um, and again, they work with the artists all the time. So yeah. as opposed to, in some ways, New York, they are not feeling they're doing us a favor, and this is a charity case. Right. They're actually super psyched yeah. to have a North American art movement represented on their property. Uh, so right. everything we asked, as long as we delivered, yeah. including confidentiality, big running, sure. um, it, it worked. It, it, it was true team teamwork. I and, feel. Mm-hmm. and what I've read about Citizen M is that they do this all over their location. Absolutely. They work with local organizations, local Correct. artists to Correct. bring it into their, I into love, their hotels. Yeah. Yes. So That's so great. It was great. a good partnership. Absolutely. Yeah. They embrace the communities that they're Correct. moving into. Yeah. And they try to yeah, understand it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I'm going to shift focus for a half a second. I want to know what you guys think about the unbelievable news in the art world this week. Yes, Marie Banksy. What do you think? I'm not going to tell people what happened. Everybody knows what happened. I want to know what you guys think. It's so funny because it happened not this Friday, last Friday. Mm -hmm. And on Saturday on my tour, um, I don't know if you guys remember, CTF did this beautiful tribute to uh, Fun Gallery. um, Oh, yeah. Patty Astor. So as we were walking past his wall and the Paddy Astor court, which said Fun Gallery was open um, as a place for artists and not buyers, yep. um, we're reading the quote and I made a joke and I'm like, you, you know, this was 1981, look at where we're at. And a bunch of people on my tours were like, yeah, what do you think about the Banksy stuff? And as literally as they are asking me this question, and God knows I have an opinion because I've been known to have opinions on it. <laughs> Whether you agree with me or not is a whole different matter. <laughs> but literally, my phone vibrates and Zimad is texting me. Now, for listeners who do not know, Zimad was an art handler for Sotheby's for 20 years. Zimad has handled. I don't know that. That's my boy. I've interviewed him twice. I didn't know mm. that. So, 20 years, art handler, Sotheby's, Upper East Side, which means Zimad has handled Basquiat, but Picasso, Money, Mm -hmm. Money. Mm -hmm. So, he's texting me and he's like, yo, can you believe this shit? (laughs) And one of the main reasons is for a piece to come at auction, it usually gets to the auction house at a minimum three months before. Last minute can be a month before, and it is handled by the art handler. And one of the first things they do, because they are trained to do so, if it's a painting they or they x-ray, but they open, mm-hmm. they right. open it. Right. And in this case, the weight, when it's like a gicle paper, girl with a balloon, 
the weight of the frame makes no sense. So it would have been open. The shredder would have been found. Also, obviously, the whatever unit necessary for the remote to work. So Zima is like, yo, this is so, this is amazing, but it's bullshit. Sotheby's didn't get banksied. They just got amazing press. Holly yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, stupid questions coming. <clears throat> Drip. So, so you're saying that you believe Sotheby's was in on it because they had to know that the mechanism was inside the painting. There is no way they didn't know. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's let's assume that for a second. If there's no way they didn't know, they have to over their buyer. No two ways about it. They had to know what was going to happen. Even if the video wasn't theirs, they had to know what was going on. Oh, there's a shredder in here. Oh, Banksy's fucking with us. Oh, got it. Okay, let's sell it anyway and see what happens. Yeah, well, you need to also talk to Zimad because he is so... You know how he's so detailed on everything. Zimad has watched the video mm-hmm. three times, sent me screenshot on how the blades are reversed from the video to oh. the way the paper is coming out. So it's actually... There is no way that actual video is depicting the actual shredder that is supposedly installed by Banksy. I mean, Zimad is like the CSI law and order. Yeah. Ton, 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 <laughs> of this whole joke. thing. Yeah. Do you think everybody was in on it? We just, all got placed. I just think this whole Banksy phenomenon is a joke. You know, it's like making uh, something that I really passionately love into like a reality show. Like Trump. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like Trump, as Erica just said. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel in a way what I liked about the stunt. If if you look at it, right, it's one million pounds. So that's about one point four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have authority. Because auction houses in the art world are authority, correct? Mm-hmm. And the hammer goes down. And this entire piece... It couldn't have been done with the hammer. ...is being shredded. It couldn't have been done with it the hammer. It had to have been remotely no, no, triggered from inside the room. Yeah, of that's, course. That's called yeah. technology, of and course. I know that. It would be very difficult to trigger that from inside, outside the room, because you don't know what room it's going to be in. But could it be a metaphor? As a hammer goes down and someone just spent a million mm-hmm. point four. And the piece is being shredded. Could it be a metaphor of the whole Banksy camp saying art value, art market, as long as artists will allow trend, pop, and marketing to determine value? I'm going to wax philosophic. Drip. I believe two things. I believe it was intended to upset the art world. Uh intended to say, oh, you thought that was valuable? It's not. You thought that wasn't valuable? It is. I think it was intended to change people's paradigm on what they were buying, what they were doing, what they were creating. The second thing I believe, and this is highly controversial, don't share this with anyone, Marie. Do you understand? Confidential. This is just between me and you guys. I don't think Banksy is one dude. I mean, these are, I, think it is, I think it is too brilliant, too planned out, too methodical to be any less, ready, four guys. I think there's the artist that creates the work. I there think is that Shepard is, Fairey. Can we just say five because I like the number? Five. All right, five. 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 Mir says five. I say five because I think it's the one artist that creates the work. I don't think that is a team of guys. I think that's one dude and his vision and what he's fucking up about the world and what he hates about the world. I think that's him. I think there's... The guy that deals with the galleries. Okay? The big money guy that pays for everybody, that keeps these guys on yachts the whole time. 
I think there's the public relations person. Of course. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the galleries. That is doing the spin. That is doing the local, oh, we dropped a little information here. We dropped a little information there. I don't think the artist necessarily knows that. I think this is a team and it's an issue. I think the fourth person on the team is the person that deals with beating the shit out of fucking piraters. Yeah. I think the piracy, I think his rat squad, I think the way that it goes down, I think that is a head. I think it's gangster style. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a leader and a couple of capos that do what they're doing, that go around to these, these, walk around with their bloody knuckles, that walk around to these galleries and beat the shit out of people. That, he won capos on us, man. Right. Welcome <laughs> to the Sopranos now, in the spray But that's room. my four. That was my team. But Mir said it has to be five. So if I were a coffee guy. Not, no, 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 no. There is no... No, but that's what I'm saying, homie. There is no lackey in this team. They all went in it together, and they're all equal in my head because there's no way those egos could handle it. There's no way one mother... I'm a New Yorker. I'm born here, brother. There's no way one guy could have pulled off that 30 well, days in, in New York. Well, in the UK, it's different. You know, they have the pinky up in the air when they stir their tea, so... The <laughs> and that's okay. Listen, I get it, but there's no way that one year... What year was it? 2013? 2013, when he came to New York, the oh, 30 yeah, days... Oh, yeah, before we got whitewashed. The 30 days... Yeah, right. 30 pieces yeah. in 30 days? Yeah. I call it... Abs- you listening? You're listening. I call it bullshit, that bullshit. one dude. <laughs> yep. Bullshit. Bullshit was all planned, secured, permit. Uh, the okay. entire warehouse was rented. All right, that is the end of our of current course. events uh, section yes. of our podcast. But we should, you should have Zimad talk to you about the Shredder video because it's fascinating. Stella, schedule it. We can do it over Skype. I'll record it. Our listeners would love it. I would love to hear Zamed go in technical on that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. All right. So, Joanna and Claudia, do we have any any questions, anything we wanted to cover? We yapped for 35 minutes already. You <laughs> <laughs> see. So all all the artists that painted at Mosa Bowery also got up at the original five points, all right? Of all of them. All of them. Yeah. Absolutely. And how did you select which artist you were going to pick for the project? So, I knew I had the backup of Mears as an art director, mm-hmm. which was very important because Mears can go to an artist and have a certain conversation mm-hmm. that as an organizer, producer, you may not be able to. I didn't want to call myself a curator. I think nowadays everybody is a curator sure. and that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, is, there is a, in curators, there is caring uh, there is knowing, uh, there is intent, uh, so the word is being overused, uh, but I was told and kind of comforted in the fact that I could present myself as a curator on that project yeah. uh, by art authorities and a lot of people in the community. I actually did the opposite than you usually do. I didn't mm-hmm. select the artist. I wrote the story. When ah. the story was approved by the Board of Citizens, mm-hmm. all based on, Lowry, on mm-hmm. Bowery and Lower East Side, right. I picked four categories, words, Faces, moments, right. and places. That. When that yeah. got approved, because I got lucky enough to witness all of the artists in this lineup, not paint white once, not twice. I didn't see pictures on Instagram. I saw them physically create many times. Then it was really easy for me to say, Cortez, you're going to do the bow mm. tile because you are an anal motherfucker <laughs> when it comes to lines. And precision. He did photorealistic tile too. That of was course, amazing. With no grid. Yeah, no, no grid. Mm-hmm. Or like, and, and on top of it, Cortez will do it with Krylon. Mm-hmm. No fancy caps or whatever. Wow. Yes, mm. that's one thing. So that's how it came about. And I was like, I had on top of it, of course, the support of Mears, 
where in his eye, where mm-hmm. if something was going to go shift or go the wrong direction, I knew he could go in and be like, hey, push a little. Mm-hmm. You can do a little better. Or, you know, watch the light or watch how you're... So that's how the selection... And there could have been artists who said no. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that. I kind of didn't really factor that. Uh, and I was very lucky. Nobody mm-hmm. said no. Everybody oh, cool. was on board. Everybody was excited about the project. So it was kind of a reverse curation. It was a story, the topics, match with artists that all were okay. related. And that's how it happened. Is there a connection between 21 artists on the... Uh, Cohen versus GNM Realty, 21 plaintiffs and 20. Well, no. You didn't, okay. So they, they are, so technically the 20, the 21, the 21st, the last artist mm-hmm. is not a visual artist. It's Ray Maxwell, the videographer. Oh, okay. Because I feel it's important to pay tribute to everybody with talent. Sure. And Ray did an amazing job capturing all of it. And her photos, her photos and her footage are Exactly. I was been, yeah. And then you have the three additional mm-hmm. on the courtyard. Uh, but no, and there are a few artists who are involved in the lawsuit. Um, but there are many artists who are not in the lawsuit. And there are artists in the lawsuit <laughs> who are not, um, you know, not featured in Staircase. It, it had nothing to do. It had nothing to do oh, with, okay. with okay. the lawsuit at all. No. Oh. So one of my questions is, curious minds, yeah. what do you plan for the future? Are there going to be cycles? Are you going to recreate, you know, what's in store for the future? Well, there is, I think there is Five Points Create and there is Mears who is drawing light bulbs right now because Big Ronnie gave him mad stickers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, that's it. Between, you know, drip, drip, uh, it's, yeah. we're in light bulb land. Um, so there is Mears, of course, career. I think right now I'm, I'm really... Um, working hard, I'm hosting uh, free curated tours every Friday. Free, by the way, I just want to make sure. Yeah, and 500 of them, right? Yeah, well, I've done 238 already. Oh my so, gosh. in two weeks, which is why my voice sounds horrible. Um, so, I want to, I was really animated. Uh, and this is another thing why mm-hmm. we loved working with Citizen M, for them to allow anyone from the public to come on their property, walk the stairs, and cover all the costs. Um, seven so days a week. Seven too. days a week, 10 to four thirty, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, what we're doing. I, I really hope to, uh, by the beginning of 2019, have event at Mosa. Uh, I, would, I really want to mm-hmm. do, you know, artists is in the house, kind of like one artist at a time or two artists at mm-hmm. a time. Tours, again, you know, based on everybody's schedule. Um, and with, as far as Five Points Create, I just want to keep on doing, you know, what, what makes New York magical is, is organizing, doing it the right way where everybody feels safe, everybody's taken care of, um, and, and, and bringing art, which, which makes sense. Not, not because you're going to get 10,000 followers, not, mm-hmm. yes. not because, you know, all of a sudden you're calling mm-hmm. yourself a curator, mm-hmm. but just because it's making a difference. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that we even showcase in the staircase, Rosario Dawson with the Lower East Side Girls Club. All right. Uh, you know, Vince. RuPaul, what, mm-hmm. uh, Reed used to do, um, I think that's what the legacy is of mm-hmm. Five Points, is, is to have art accessible for the people, but done the right way. And honor as much graffiti as street art. There is no reason to apologize because you do lettering. If there was no right. lettering, there would be no street art today. Let's Absolutely. not kill each other. So it's kind of, that's 
what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to keep on doing as my passion project. This is not how I pay my bills. Um, but I love it. I loved it at five points. Uh, mm -hmm. And then as far as mirrors, I mean, when he's done with his light bulb, uh, I'm sure he can answer the question. <laughs> What's next? Um, definitely uh, concentrating on my solo career a little more. Um, I do realize there's a huge following, uh, a five points following that... That want to see, you know, what's next and what's next. So if the if the project uh, fits correctly and I'm into it, I'll do it. If not, I'll wait for the next one. Um, definitely like dabbling with the gallery. So wouldn't mind <clears throat> putting together a, a show over the winter, a solo show um, based on a new style that I just unveiled to everyone on the wall which I've been doing on canvas uh, for a few months. That was the wall outside of Mosa, you mean? <clears throat> yeah, the outside wall. It's, cool. uh, it's really, based yeah. on picking up the pieces, you know, having everything. It was 2013 was a pretty rough year. Um, yeah. Not only five points wise, and my uh, my mother had been in a long fight, and she passed the same oh, year before I'm five sorry. points. And, and then I had a little, you know, run with my health for... for uh, in 2015, which was a close call. So in picking up the pieces, uh, I wanted to kind of find a way to uh, honor lettering, which I love first and foremost, and present it in a way where a grandmother could potentially like it um, and not compromise uh, my lettering. And, now, uh, why is yeah. that important for, for a grandmother to like it instead of people that write? Well, it's... Ultimately, I do I do my lettering for myself, and whoever's going to like it is going to like it or not. But I think a lot of people, when they hear the term graffiti, automatically in their brain have a negative idea because that's what's been put in their brain from the, the media and the, and the press and uh, and the police and whatever. So um, if you could present it in, in a way where you're not, and for me, I'm not jeopardizing what I love. Uh, my, <clears throat> they're they're actually kind of. I would I would say layered uh, pieces over and over, and then it. Becomes but you're getting older. That's life, isn't it? Isn't it always going to be more complicated as you get older? And it's going to be your homies, mm. and it's going to be the community, and it's going to be mm. your legacy, and it's going to be the kids, and it, it, it's going to be more as you it's do ever more, evolving, isn't it? It's ever evolving, and and for, and when it comes down to it, the first and uh, person that I have to please is myself, first and foremost, before anyone else. See me, I think it's Erica. Yeah. <laughs> Am I crazy? See, big brownies, that's why I messed up. <laughs> no. That's a perfect statement before dinner. Exactly. <laughs> In my Drep. own home, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. so, Take notes, Mirza. Yeah. So, Just saying. I mean, I, like, you know, when I had five points, it was every day I wake up. And I didn't know what I was going to get, but I knew what I was going to get. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, yeah. it, was a, it, was, it was kind of a, a, a routine that you know varied within a, a range, and now it's you know there there is no everyday routine. That was a hard part of of uh, of picking up the pieces. Is I wake up. There's some days where there's no emails in my inbox. Some days I have mm -hmm. four emails for a job. Uh, some days uh, you know I have a wall of paint. Some days I don't. So some days you don't wake up at all. Well, that day I won't be at the podcast. <laughs> but um, but uh, all in all, it's you know it's it's adapting. It's it's it, twelve years is a long time. You know it's uh, 
it's a long but let, marriage. Let, let's and, let's talk about 2018 mirrors. Yeah. Because yeah. there's the there's the curator, there's the people, there's the person that's pushing the legacy, but how does Mears the artist, Mears the guy that has to pay his bills, Mears the solo individual? Like you said, you got to please you first. But you, when we sat down at Moniker, you talked about the uh, uh, the dichotomy between you wanting to create your own art and wanting to support other people creating their own art. And Marie said it was hard seeing the man I love not being able to do what he loves because he's supporting people do what they love. Mm-hmm. Now you're back to doing what you love, brother. How are you doing it? Um, one day at a time, and I I, I truly enjoy it. Uh, like I said, I think the hardest thing. Well, there was a few things. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was it was up in the air what was going to happen in terms of that fight. So then, it's it's still ongoing. But then you're you're jeopardizing potentially. Uh, the uh, artist being able to have walls and no real estate mm-hmm. entity will ever hire you. And that was something that was a fear. And we put that to rest. We just work with a huge yeah. uh, real estate. And for me personally, I mean, to, to work with a real estate entity that that g- got it and, and on, on an equal eye-to-eye respect level, Valued. It, no. it, it made me feel better. Because for 12 yeah. years, I was in a relationship where I had no relationship. Now let's let's talk about that because I think you skipped over it, assuming that uh, yep. I mean I understand what mm-hmm. you're talking about, but you were talking about after the lawsuit, people potentially looking at you and your group or graffiti or street art or anyone as a potential liability for Accus- their real yeah. estate business moving forward, accusing us of of ruining any type of collaboration, and that's something I would totally expect from lawyers mm-hmm. because the more you have to understand. The more fear in, installed by lawyers into their clients, the more paperwork. The more paperwork, the more money. So for lawyers, right. real estate lawyers, business lawyers to say, you need to get like VARA waivers. You need, totally get it. That's mm-hmm. how they make a living. Mm-hmm. For an artist community to pretty much say, Mir's one who busted his ass for 12 years for everybody to have a legal wall yeah. is going to ruin the future of muralism in New York City and potentially North America. I mean, these are heavy words, people, that were written, that were said, that were left on voicemail. And it's like, wake the fuck up. And, and, and it, it, yeah. it's, it's all about communication. Uh, and just to make it clear, when we started doing it, like, I mean, I, I, I just missed a trainer. I started 87 on street and... You know, and we didn't have legal walls. There was no mm-hmm. landlords. Hey, right. paint my building. Mm-hmm. We painted abandoned tracks, factories, freight trains, whatever, whatever we could paint. Uh, anything we could find to 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 nothing get, was available for you guys. You had to find it. And yeah. now it's so popular, and and you know it's it's good. yeah. But how do you protect yourself in 2018? Because Marie, you say you're a business person like me. I'm a, I'm straight business minded. I'm the other end of the brain. I have to teach myself to art. But there's only two industries in the entire world that exist because of dishonesty: locksmiths and lawyers. Mm-hmm. Not sure. a, mirrors. It's not a joke. True. Think about that for a second. Locksmiths and lawyers. If everybody was honest, mm-hmm. those two industries and banks. No, 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 no. That is not that savings. Not everybody would save their own money. Not everybody would make their own interest. Locksmiths and lawyers. 
Okay. I don't trust them because they only exist because of dishonesty. They don't even want to be because in business. Of the fear. They have to be in business. Yeah. So I think from my end, going into business. salesman. I got to throw little different. I've been Sa- having a little sales, trouble with Sales is different. <laughs> sales is smarmy. Sales yeah. is giving you something that doesn't benefit yeah. you because it benefits the salesman. Yeah. Little different. But on the legal front, I think they have to paint you guys as the fucking... The Billy the Kids, the Wild West, they have to treat you guys as outlaws, don't they? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, we're Citizen M. And yeah, that's not how Robin no, no, Sada no, felt. I'm talking yeah. everything even, prior to Citizen right. M. But even prior to Citizen M, that's a whole thing, too. Is like, I started working with Mears. A lot of people don't even know that. In 2005. And, and I was a client hiring him. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, obviously I'm different. I'm European. So moral rights. No. Well, I'm different for many reasons, oh, Ronnie. Okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, moral rights and, and the right of the artist, the right of the creator, the control of what you put out in the world is I was burst with it. I grew up with it. In this country, it's property right, which I fully understand yeah. and respect. Mm-hmm. Um but from 205 till, you know, the beginning of, of, of the mess mm-hmm. in, in, in 2013, technically, I worked with him and, and we did my project for big corporations. There were never issues about... Yeah. An, it is okay for an artist to stand up for himself. It is okay for an artist to say, this is my contract. I'm keeping my rights at perpetuity. Mm-hmm. I am not just because you are kind enough... Mr. X or Y giving me a wall, you're not paying me, you tell me it's potentially part of, a, mm-hmm. of an event, and then you try to represent me. No, you don't, you don't represent me. Giving yeah. me a wall doesn't make you my agent. Don't go behind my back and try to commercialize. Yes. Um, it's okay to stand up. Studio artists have been doing it. I think graffiti artists and street artists in general and performance artists Mm-hmm. have been so undermined in this country as beggars and not givers. Guess what? Yes. They're the fucking givers. Because every yes. day, New Yorkers are waking up and they're smiling on their way to work. Whether it's a small stencil, you know, love your heart. Whether it's Zimat says, do more of what you love. Whether it's a light bulb. Whether it's Big Ronnie smiling upon you in the middle of a store <laughs> with a lighthouse. What's up, Damien? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a selfless act which only exists because of the viewers. And then you have a few people that will try to take advantage of it. It's okay to stand up. And standing up for what's right and your intellectual right doesn't make you a vandal. It makes mm-hmm. you a sm- smart person. And if you look yeah. at the origin of graffiti and how it was burst, that's all it was. I exist. Here I am. Yeah. Sure. Here yeah. I am. So it's not on train anymore. Now it's on granted authorized wall that are given for exposure. Bullshit. It used to be yeah. just to be like, I'm in your face and now you're being told I am privileged because I'm painting on your gentrified warehouse in Greenpoint. No, fuck mm-hmm. you. Actually, if you're not going to pay... You're not getting a wall. If you're not a public school, you're not getting a wall for free. If you're not a YMCA and making a difference every day in New Yorkers' life, yes. you're not yeah. getting a wall. Hell yes. Good for you for giving Are back to the people. That, that's right. Good for you. Amen. Can I get an amen? Testify. Yes. That's, right. <laughs> that's, no, that's the way it is. Listen, I, I, I think what, I, what I've learned, and again, to a preface, I've, I've been focused on street art around artists for three or four years now. 
I'm the business. I'm the other side of the brain. But what I've learned is if art isn't a trade, nothing is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. There is no trade if art isn't a trade. If art isn't an industry with people that can and people that can't that need to buy. What's the difference between mirrors? What's the difference between you and a plumber? I'm dead fucking serious right now. I wear a belt. No, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're, you're no quiet. crack out of you, attaboy. No, you're not, honestly, you're not I, if I can't do what you do and I need to pay you to do it, if I need you, I exactly. want you. What's the fucking difference? difference? There is no difference. Demand skills. Now, I'm speaking to all my business people out there, all my other side of the brain people, all my people that are dealing with artists that are listening to me because Big Ronnie knows what he's talking about on the business side. Don't ever tell an artist this following word. Doing it for exposure. Exposure exposure. is the worst word a business person can ever give to an artist because it basically says, I don't value you. You have to value the art. Mm You are exposing the art. You are paying to expose the art. It's up to you after you fucking buy it to tell your friends how awesome this artist is. And as an artist, you need to understand your value as well and and realize that uh, by whoring yourself, you're you're potentially you're undermining an entire and market, destroying a, a culture that we built. We forced yeah. this culture into everyone, and now they're loving it and utilizing it against us. Like you know, know the value of what we're doing. Exactly. Right, Mears, let me let me let me talk to you as a, as a, a professional working artist. Think history. I don't know if you're up on your all your hard history. I'm not back to the Renaissance and the the church paying everybody to paint and stuff like that, but. Has there ever been a better time for an artist than 2018 right fucking now? Yeah. When? Tell me. Um, I... Century of the light, 18th century. Okay, so you're... Beginning yeah. of colonialism is where every mm. king and, and all the monarchy blood, the blue blood, were paying. Goya was a... Goya was back... Actually, the first vandal. Goya was being paid to do oil painting and portrait of the monarchy, Don Manuel Osorio. And then he was a Jeff Koons. He had an entire studio of little minions that were printing carved (laughs) propaganda in wood and being Mm -hmm. pasted up all over Madrid and Barcelona. And what were they? Criticism of modern medicine, Mm -hmm. criticism of the monarchy, criticism of... Feudality. I've always and said cast. The, the first street art was was criticizing the the kings and Caesar and stuff like that. But that's yeah, the same. Well, the same. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar Political. with Roman pamphlet being mm-hmm. pasted up. But Goya, I know for a fact, he loved, and that's what he did. Um, and he was really the first, like, kind of, you know, master of European classic painting mm-hmm. to have a double life, mm. where he was a studio artist hired by the monarchy and then at night he had armies pasting you know he had Gavroche sure. like from the French That's Revolution so cool. pasting yeah. his criticism and uh, when you're in Barcelona uh, you can see the whole Goya collection that will never make it to Prado because they own all the art mm. painting so they only show them in Barcelona and you have all those amazing uh, so all the doctors are depicted as donkey with big ears, right? Yeah, yeah. leaning over patient. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at Diego Rivera, a few hundred years later mm-hmm. of Absorption del Indio, where like you know the monk looks like he's suffocating 
the poor Indian, it's the same message. It's mm. Goya really did a lot, I think, for um, speaking up and encrypted messages in, in yeah. classic painting. Uh, but but it was I think it was at the time possible. We've lost Mirzud. This is why you cannot give him stickers and a short. <laughs> I knew exactly like, what to do. <laughs> if you're talking about the graffiti or aerosol, you know, kind of, I think the the golden never has passed. I think uh, I really am into the 80s, 90s, maybe early 2000s, mm. and now it's it's going to be interesting where it goes in the next but okay got you but if you were if you would prefer to have grown up as an artist 10 years before or 10 years after I you, like where I am you like exactly where you are so you think I got the best of both worlds right yep so now <clears throat> so about Gaia wouldn't he have been a little more beast with Instagram cool. in 2018 doing what he was doing he didn't need it I appreciate that <laughs> Instagram gives you relevance when you don't have any standing on your own. <laughs> Lady Pink never yeah. had Instagram. Leaky Nones didn't have Instagram. Futura 2000 doesn't have Instagram. I mean, if you look, if you look at Lady Pink, like she never even posts. And it's okay. Social media are now part. I mean, they were even part of mm-hmm. the five point slow suit as far as relevance. Yeah. But it's not a need. Being reposted by other people is one thing. Buying followers is another. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, painting a topic or a subject, not because you feel you need to or because you should. Painting it expecting reposts that will potentially generate exposure to your yes. career. What the fuck happened to painting because you have something itching in your gut that you need to express? Yes. Which is exactly what Damien Mitchell did. Painting your beauty... <laughs> And your anger and your power. No, but think about it. Mm. How many days did Damien take to paint your wall? All right, let me think. I want to say he was on site four different days. Exactly. Right. And guess what? He was more excited about painting you. I mean, we know there is a bromance going on. I never liked Australian dudes before, but now I think... Well, you know, know, he has the blue eyes and that kind of like, you know, sexy smile. But think about it. He's not not being paid to paint this. He's excited about it. He was excited about the composition. He spoke about it so much. And it is not a paid gig. He did it. And I mean, you're... uh, Of course, you're a celebrity to us. But let's face it. (laughs) Cardi B is not reposting your wall, Big Ronnie. I'm sorry. Yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, she hasn't met you. Yeah. We just need well, to make that happen. You know, her people need to call your people. <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. But but when when was the last time? And there is, I think, there is a huge um, fracture. There is a, a, a huge what what is right now uh, in French. It's a diaclade. You know, crack in stones yeah, that potentially is going to become a canyon. What is your intent? Why are you painting? Studio artist have been pushed by their dealers, by their mm-hmm. agent. You have a show coming up. It's just like when you're a writer and you're due on your next novel, right? Because you killed it on the last one. So mm-hmm. they're pressuring you. Okay, fine. Street artist, graffiti, or street art was always different because it was kind of like the intent of painting was, of course, ego-driven, but never with a guaranteed return. Or yes. time limit. Right. Or time limit. 
And now you truly see, I mean, if you go on your Instagram right now, or if I go on my Instagram, or yeah. all of us go, mm -hmm. we can clearly separate the one who paints steel because they want to paint mm -hmm. and the one who paints anticipating a reaction. I, uh... And if it's a corporate gig, it's a corporate, don't, mm -hmm. don't apologize to it. I, I mean, for it, I have right. no, and that's another thing. Do not apologize for doing a partnership with a brand if you're comfortable with a brand. Mm -hmm. But don't tell me you're like an activist, but then you're doing collaboration with Gap. Sorry, fucking Gap. You know, sweatshops, yeah. ever. Uh, LMNOP painted something in Bushwick. Most people did not even know what it was about. Most people did not realize who that kid was. Most people didn't know what the message was. She doesn't paint for followers. She had a clear message. Mm. Uh, and I think that's where the problem is and the lack of real estate and the worthiness is a lot of younger artists right now are dependent on so-called curators or wall owners and are being told, well, we're giving you exposure, but you need to do this. You know, I like yeah. that purple and don't be too political. And mm. we dealt with this at five points. Yeah. And I tried, but Con Ed won't take exposure as payment from me. <laughs> I know, I know, I tried. I tried yeah, yeah, I said I have a lot of I have a lot of exposure. On, mm -hmm. on what I was saying earlier, really, like uh, to just and so when we when I was starting, um, I knew I loved graffiti. I mm -hmm. knew it was a underground mischievous sport. I knew nobody knew who anyone was. It was like a code of silence thing. There was no social media, so it wasn't like there was a way to, to leak somebody's face out there. Um, you either got in a magazine because you put in work or you had a, a heavy licking, stamping uh, personality. And either way, you weren't guaranteed to get in a magazine. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, with street art, you know, if you could learn how to use the medium of a can, now you're a street artist. Whereas the graffiti lettering, you, you, you learned from type font. You had, a, you had to create and imagine and build mm -hmm. style. And I, I feel like, you know, that's where I'm really worried about the next 20 years of this art form. Will it, will it continue? Will it dissolve? I mean, it's already lasted a long time, but art forms, you know, have lasted yeah, way less. Yeah, but mm -hmm. come on. Let me, let me throw out just, I'm going to throw out two names. I'm going to throw out Zimmer. And I'm going to throw out um, a homie that did the um, help me with the name Stella. The dude that did the uh, the Kurt Cobain at Welling, not at Welling at JMZ. Utah. Thank you. Those guys are crushing letters. Like there are some people that just live for typography today. Now, are, are you saying that there potentially aren't enough of those guys like that, or no, is there I, there isn't I, just a, a? It's like reality TV mixing with art. I'm mm. tired of seeing a street artist pose freaking butterflies yeah. around their head and filters. I don't want to see you. I want to see your art. Yeah. Put your art on your Instagram. Don't show me a picture of your face with with made up stupid crap around you. I don't care. It's mm. like it's like. You sell your art, let your art speak. And it's like, you know, it's it's really becoming skewed. And even with yeah. the Banksy razor crap, it's like all baloney to me. It's like, you know what I mean? Do the art, let your art talk, let yeah. the message get portrayed to your art and stop putting on this persona and this, you know, I don't know. Like, like But I said, you knew guys growing up like that, just guys from the neighborhood, just that were, just were talked a little bigger than they were. There's always going to be people like that out there. It's more about the people that are, you know, that are moseying today and, and doing things, no? Like I said, there are, there are true spirits in, in getting involved even to this day. I've taught many people in my career and, and, and I've seen 
Some get die, die hard and, and get and, and sell, and, and most quit. And you know, I, but I am disappointed. There is a, a, a growing. Yeah. When, when I was younger, my mother's like, "Yeah, I know you like that graffiti crap, but get a real art job and do <laughs> that on weekends." <laughs> That's how, And then right before she died, God bless, she got to see you know when when I was at the a peak of five points and, oh. and my career was going really well. She's like, "You you you really." took what you believed in and, and, and made something of it and I, I doubted you and you, you did it. But you, know? you also wow. have like, I, I feel the new, the new generation, I mean, you guys had uh, Ressa and Menace. Right, let's talk about Menace. I had I that kid over Menace. here for, uh, talk 18 months ago, maybe two years ago, we were over here drawing stickers one night and he had unlimited styles. Yes. He had mm-hmm. unlimited fonts. There was this one and that one. It must have been 15 or 16 different fonts. I said to myself that night, I'm like, this guy's a beast. I'm proud of him. Yeah. He's, so, he's and, one that's and, taking the, the pure you, essence yeah. of what I love and yeah. and bring it in. And humble. New, and he's and putting humble. in the work and he's not all he's about... He's humble until you get in his face, though. No, no. Well, I'm going to tell you about in his face because I don't know if he told you the story about after the five points whitewash. Which I yes, totally, I he forgot. told me the story. So you want to tell? Yeah, I, I, all right. I forgot. I he totally watched forgot it. Forgot about it. I, I know just parts of it. He watched it on New York One. Now his mother was watching it on New York One. She, she she came in and he saw five points being with whitewash and people standing around on the TV. So he rushed down there and he and he he sat with you in the car for a while talking about it. It was a I blur think. to me. I don't remember that. He day. said he was in the car with Mears talking about it for a while and then in a moment of of just rage and passion he what did he do? He he painted a hollow or he something. He went so he so he went inside the loading dock and he wrote a giant fuck Wolkoff as right. Jerry Wolkoff already had security on premises. Yeah. And Vendel Squad had an office inside the building. <laughs> wow. So what you need to know is Manu's best friend was actually Drip. No points oh. intended. Drip. And Drip was a young kid who used to come at five points and paint at five points with the okay of her mother, of his, his mother, mother. Um, because he was getting in trouble in the street. Drip died abruptly and he was Manu's best friend. Drip was adopted Drip's mom, she's an English professor at Brooklyn College. Uh, Rainy, if you're listening, she listens to your podcast, actually. (laughs) Um, And she had an open home for all those kids. Manus writes this shit on the wall, right? I don't know where Marys is. I'm just trying to get split pea soup from the diner. (laughs) I haven't slept in five days. I am, my eyes are swollen. My nose is red because I have never cried as much as a week of the whitewash. Mm. And as I'm literally passing, waiting to cross to go to the diner to get my split pea soup because it's Thursday, um, the owner of the Irish pub runs out and she's like, Marie, you need to go. There's police. So I run down again to the loading dock and there is this kid in tears. And he's in tears of anger, but also because this is where he kind of buried and had a memorial for his childhood best friend in that same loading dock, which is now oh. covered in white. And the heaven spot. On the building. And yeah. his name was on and the building. And the he- heaven spot, yeah. And there we go. And I grab this kid, and I have no idea it's Manus. I, honestly, I don't remember. From the trip funeral, we had like, you know, 70 kids. Mm-hmm. And I grab him, and I said, all right, you are not admitting to doing any of it. 
but we're going to agree to clean it up. You get me? But I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're going to clean. So I went to the captain of the precinct and I said, he's not agreeing to admitting to doing anything and he actually didn't do anything, but we're going to clean this up. But you're taking the handcuff off him and we're still legal tenant and you cannot prove that he actually wrote what he wrote. If he and wrote it. If he wrote it. And the captain, the captain was like, okay, but you're going to do it. If I know Menace, he didn't write it. No. But that's just me. Oh, of course he didn't. <laughs> no, especially not Fogg. He would never write that. So the captain uh, said. So they all left. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to take a ride. We'll be back in 20 minutes. And as he's rolling that wall, he is crying so hard. And that doesn't make him weak or whatever. It's everything because he relieves the death of his best friend the loss of a place where he would come and talk to his best friend. I forgot about it. I mean, I didn't forget, but I didn't realize it was Menace and Ressa. Mm-hmm. So now Ressa starts running around with Menace, right? And she's like, oh, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and she calls me one day and she's like, Menace wants to talk to you. And he goes, he gets on the phone. He's like, you don't remember me, do you? I'm like, no. He goes, you remember the week of the whitewash, the kid who almost got picked up and arrested. And I was like, yeah, and that was menace for you. Oh. And, and he also said that uh, Mears is the, is the first OG to ever have gotten up in his black book. <laughs> I Probably. Like to, I like to, um, you know, I like to take the time to show love to the new generation and, and the old generation and every generation. You humbled. It's, it's what it's about, you know? Yeah. So I make it a point of it to... To definitely hit everyone's book. Mm. I think that was a, a, a good part of my success, knock on wood, wherever it is now, is due to, you know, I felt like Five Points was my house. So when you came to my house, I would say hi to you. I'd wave to you. I'd give you a high five if mm. you were, you know. And if you had questions, I'd answer the questions if I had the time. And I think, uh, especially for upcoming writers that are starting out when nobody gives them any time, they remember that. And guess what? They grow up and become bankers and lawyers and locksmiths <laughs> and, uh, and other stuff. So, you know. And famous artists. So, it's, sometimes it's important to treat everyone like a person, not just Absolutely. ones that will give you gain. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We have officially gone longer than any podcast recording we've We're ever so done before. Woo! We're at a minute, and right. an hour and ten. OT. So, ladies. Uh, before we let them go, do you have any final questions? Yes. Okay, Joanna. Just shoot. really quick. Um, I I had heard that in June, uh, Frederick, Frederick, what was his name? Block. Frederick Block denied uh, GNM's mo- motions to appeal in, in total. No, he denied the, uh, the request for a mistrial. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically the defense said... Okay. This entire lawsuit is baloney. Yeah. And we need a mistrial, which would mean like everything is under the rug mm-hmm. and yeah. you you have to start again. And that was totally dismissed by the judge. And he also said, and more than that, I'm going to back up every mm-hmm. single uh, point, bullet point I've made in my decision. But now we're in yeah. appeal, if that's your question. And, and I, lo- I love too... Um, that Block wrote wrote about the the moment he realized that he was being he had been <coughs> deceived by Wolkoff. Yeah. Yeah. and he's saying, you know, I need the 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 building had to be torn down by December of 2013. Otherwise, I was going to lose all this money. 
And here he he didn't apply for the permit mm-hmm. to demolish until 2014. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, so wait. you so yeah. I told you the, <coughs> no reason. No I told reason. you the truth in my interview. Yeah. <coughs> I was, uh, you know, I got to say, uh, aside from like with the Citizen M, I was very um, surprised. I, I uh, you know, he's 83. He's older than my father by uh, a good 10 years and gets, you know. Wolkoff? No, no, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the judge. judge. Oh, a block. Yeah. And, and he realistically was judging it fairly. He, he, he didn't go in uh, giving any indication of favoring anyone. Not at all. And I think he genuinely yeah. knew nothing of the art form. And now, I don't know anything about your history criminal-wise, but is that the first time you've ever felt like a little bit of strength in the court that they're handling things the right way? I, I, I was pleasantly surprised of his verdict. And, you know, we originally went with a uh, jury... But as as the case is going on, because VAR is not like a, a, a clean law, like if you cross the street in the middle, it's jaywalking. Right? <laughs> There's a lot right. of elements to it. And as we were going on, although I initially felt safer with a, a, a jury of younger, I guess, people that would <laughs> understand the art potentially more than he would, mm-hmm. in the end, I, I said, you know what, I don't know if they're going to gauge the law. And I don't care about the result in the end as as much as I do is the law being dictated correctly. Of course. Yeah. And we switched and we actually had the jury and the judge both uh, vote in, in our favor fully. That's got to that's got to count something for the appeal. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, we'll appeal see. is appeal is your least favorite thing. It's locksmiths mm-hmm. and lawyers. So appeals there is it 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 the artists are not going to be there. It's it's truly like legal minds facing off and, and reading and understanding mm-hmm. the law. So we don't have to be there, thankfully. But it, it's really um, stressful in some way when mm-hmm. you talk about the legacy and recognition in it's the art done. form. It's not well, done. Don't you just want to be done one way or the other? Well, yeah, of course. And yeah. people stop yeah. hitting us up for money because we didn't get any, right? We're working like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Sure, as soon as that and verdict came down, I'm sure 10 people hit you up for a couple of <laughs> Try 100. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Including family. And yeah, and, and some <laughs> nicely and some not so nicely. Yeah. So, yeah. I well, would, I would, uh, that's it. Oh, yeah. it's the end. That's it. That's it. That's it. Drip, drip, drip. All right, guys. Before we let you go, I want to say thank you very much to our contributors. Joanna Beth P. Dot (laughs) and C. Reyes 101. You're very welcome. Thank you you very much. Uh, You guys have been... What? That's what I just did. I didn't get there yet. Stella's trying to direct me. I don't currently require direction. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, before we let you go, why don't you please tell our listeners and your new fans where they can find you online? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Mears1, M-E-R-E-S-O-N-E. Uh, I also have a website, Mears1.com, spelled out the same way. Um, or find me in the streets painting. a boy. How about Five Points Creates? Where can they find that? Five Points Creates. There you go. Five Points Creates on Instagram. Uh, We do not have a website. Five Points with a Z. Yeah. We do not have a website currently. And uh, and Mosa Bari. Follow Mosa Bari if you want to see what's going on. Joanna has been posting unbelievable pictures. And Citizen (laughs) M for some great supporters of street art in New York City. Uh, Art everywhere. Yeah. 
And yep. go on the Instagram at Mosa Bowery. Yeah. I just said that. Thanks, Mears. That's and there you go. There's an echo in here. All right, guys. Thank you very much for coming thank in. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Sold out with Mears and Marie. Snacks. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Drip. Drip.